Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I've been a corporate flight attendant for over six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is season two, episode five, how to be a great lead flight attendant. Please give me five stars and tell a friend if you like this podcast. Make sure to check out freespiritpodcast.com. You can support this podcast and purchase my digital products and services made specifically for being a corporate flight attendant, including my corporate flight attendant book, which everyone loves, and my list bundle, that's L-I-S-T-S bundle, for my awesome lists, which are prep to plane, catering go-tos, and packing lists. And if you're into the metaphysical and spiritual, check out my podcast, Two Inches off the ground. You can always follow me at two inches off the ground on Instagram. It's not an aviation account, but it's just a fun high vibe account. Keep your vibration high while you're flying. What is a lead flight attendant? They are the flight attendant who is the full timer or FA. Remember we call flight attendant FA in charge on the account. Yes, you can have a couple full-time FAs if the account is big and there's a lot of flying, but mostly you have one lead FA. You do have situations where the company is big enough and they have, let's say, an East Coast headquarters and a West Coast headquarters, and there's a lead on the East Coast and a lead on the West Coast. That happens sometimes. Now, on a BBJ, a Boeing business jet, where there are many FAs, you would have a lead FA as well. What does a lead FA do? They organize a stock room. So the stock room is where you put everything that you're going to put on the plane, like all the items, hand towels, linen, snacks, bedding, etc. They organize the plane. They keep it stocked and ready to go at a moment's notice. And they also do the majority of the trips, if not all the trips, depending on their contract. And you have to make sure you have signed a good contract to where you get enough days off and you're paid well. You can find detailed information about signing a good contract in my corporate flight attendant book. I go into detail about this. This job isn't rocket science. And I've had so many people in the beginning tell me that. FAs were like, Jen, this isn't rocket science. And they're absolutely right. But it does take a lot of organization. That is the key to this job. That's the key to being what a personal assistant, executive assistant. It's all in the same vein is you must love organization. If you're the person who loves to shop and has an affinity for multicolor sticky notes, you'll do well. (laughs) From the perspective of a contractor, I've worked with a lot of great lead FAs. They're lead FAs for a reason. They're good at their jobs. And I'll be honest with you, I've worked with a couple crazy ones and they're still good at their job. Here are the aspects that make a great lead FA. Not a good, a great. They're organized, as we just said. They anticipate the needs of the crew and the passengers. What does that mean? So that means if you fly with the same two, three pilots all the time, and you know that these two guys like black coffee, Every time they come on the plane, then what you do is you make sure you put black coffee in their coffee holders every time they come on the plane. You don't ask them, you anticipate their needs. I always put bottles of water in the pilot's cup holders because they always need water during flight, so I would do that as well. And for the passengers, the same thing. If the lead passenger always likes a warm hand towel when you walk on, then don't wait for him to ask for it. Make sure it's already there when he walks onto the plane. Great FAs love the service part of their job. 
which is also key besides the organization. They take pride in providing outstanding service, and that is our talent. And I have seen these great lead FAs, and I can say they are absolutely talented and brilliant at this type of service. If you aren't in love with the service aspect, it will be a tough road for you. And that's why I remain a contractor. The service part is fine for me. I like it. I mean, it's fine, but it's a means to an end. And I'm not in love with it, which is why I stay a contractor because my talents lie other places. I'm more of a creative person. And these FAs or full-time FAs who are making a lifelong career out of this, they're good with not being home a lot of the time. You have to make peace with this aspect of being an FA, especially in the beginning, or you will burn out. You will miss holidays, children's birthdays, family milestones. And if you're not okay with that, especially if you're listening to this right now, you know, you're not okay with being away a lot of weekends then that's something you really have to think about because all of these aspects have to come together to make sure that you will become or that you are a great lead FA. So I just want to go through that list again. They're organized. They anticipate the needs of the crew and the passengers. They love the service part of their job and they are good with not being home a lot of the time. So I want to talk about two examples I've seen of FAs who just love their job, or I should say lead FAs. One, um, I worked on this account. I've referred to the account a lot, where it was a bigger account. There were three flight attendants working on it. I was one of them. And I remember we were in Italy and then in France. And she, in the FBO, well, actually, we had just gotten out of the private part of the airport, the FBO, and we went into the main terminal. And there was all the fancy shopping and she was just already looking for China for the plane, blankets, duvet covers, anything she could find in these little shops. Not because we needed it, because she just wanted to keep the passengers happy because money was no object to them and they wanted the finest things. And she was constantly looking and you could tell she enjoyed it. She enjoyed that shopping part of the job. It wasn't a chore for her. At recurrent training, I met another FA who said she felt blessed every day to be in this industry and couldn't believe she was doing this job. I remember this one turning around and I, I'll never forget what she looks like. She was, you could tell it was just coming from the heart. You could tell she really meant every single word she said. And she was on an amazing account where she had been retained by a company for a year and she didn't even have to fly. So they were paying her not to fly for a year. So you could tell that that law of attraction, that energy led her to this amazing job. I just love that about her. You know, I didn't really get to talk to her, but I thought, good for you. Good for you for realizing what a great job it is and that you're so talented at it and how lucky it is. So that is something that I also think separates the great FAs is they really truly love the job and you can see it. If you become a lead FA, you'll most likely work with contractors and you want to attract good contractors. So on your days off and vacation, you don't have to worry. From what I've seen, that's the hurdle of the job. How do you attract these contractors? You'll most likely know many people by that point and have people to call. Pilots know good people as well. Referrals should not be an issue. You'll find good people. That's something that you don't have to worry about. You may have to go through a few people because maybe they don't align with your passengers. 
because sometimes the passengers are really particular about FAs. We've talked about this, about looks and things like that. So you may have to go through a couple people, but once you find one, then you uh, glam on to this person. So let's say you need a second FA, a contractor, to fill in the days you're not there. So you signed a good contract, good for you, because you listen to this podcast, where you have plenty of days off a month, and you ask around, and you find someone who's a good fit. And also the passengers really love them. And this contractor fills in for you every month. So just remember to throw them a bone once in a while. What do I mean by that? Obviously, this is your job. You're number one. You want to take the good trips. But if the contractor is consistently working with you, don't give them all the bad trips. Every so often, give them a gem trip they can look forward to and it will give them motivation to keep working the account. So what do I mean by that? You make sure on the schedule that you're going to take that awesome trip for seven days to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, so you can ski too while the passengers are doing their thing. I get it. You, you should reward yourself. You should take those trips because that's why you entered this industry. Even if it's a few times a year, make sure you throw that contractor a bone where, hey, maybe it's a long weekend in Mexico and you've already done you know, a week in Antigua. Why not throw them a bone, give them that nice trip, and that'll give them motivation. I've been a, a contractor, the second person online in many accounts, and sometimes they throw me a bone, but a lot of times they don't. And again, I understand why. I understand they want to take the good trips and the easier trips and all that. I, I completely understand it. But if you really want to maintain a good relationship and your contractor does a good job for you, think about just throwing them that bone of a good trip every once in a while. And that's about it. So you can always email me with any questions and you know the drill until next episode, which should be a couple weeks from now. Happy flying.